New Trier is one of the biggest high schools in the country. It has been around for more than 100 years and has two campuses. But with its 4,000 students, how did it continue to operate in a global pandemic? And how is the school looking forward with projects in the future? In this podcast, you will learn exactly that and more. This is Inside the Bubble, and my name is Caden Greco. Denise Dubravik is the principal for the Nutri High School Winneka campus. She oversees nearly 3,000 students and hundreds of faculty members. I sat down with her to discuss how Nutrier dealt with COVID-19 starting in March 2020 and going through present day. We started off by talking about her career in education. She's been working in schools for a long time. Um, about 27 years and, oh, wow. a, and 11 years at Nutrier. This will be my 11th year at Nutrier. I then asked her how she got started in schools. So I was teaching out in California in Napa High School. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was great, great area. And then I became an administrator at Napa High School and was in what's called the South Bay, which is San Ramon, Danville, California. It's kind of east of San Francisco. And I opened up a brand new high school. Oh. So yeah, it was $360 million project. I spent about six years there. And then I came here to Nutria. Ms. Dubravik says that Nutria is very different than any other place she's worked or seen. We're just a really, really special place. And I think it's really about um, staff and students, <clears throat> the relationships here, the advisor system, um, you know, years and years of thoughtfulness of programs, curriculum, the expanded numbers of activities and our depth and breadth of the course of studies, nothing matches it. Getting to the topic, I asked Ms. Dubravik what her thoughts on the school coming back in person in March 2020 were? You know, I, it was like one of those, you know, I look back and I think it was just, it, everything happened so quickly. And I, 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 you know, thinking about our administrative team and staff, I just kept being hopeful that this too would pass. So I, I think I was, I don't know if I really understood the magnitude of what was happening, um, but I think at a forefront of our mind was, you know, how how do we take care of our kids? How do we take care of our staff? What what needs to be done? What do we need to advocate for? What do we need to slow down? She talked about the struggle of moving thousands of students to a remote environment in a matter of days. You're planning and the ship's moving, right? Like things are just going. And so everything always felt like we were a day late um, because I think one of the questions you were had was about um, you know what did it look like when do we start planning right and it felt like we never stopped planning and thinking about but there are so many moving targets the CDC the positivity rate in the community IDPH all these different entities that on a dime can say now people can't travel you need to monitor that and so um, I, I felt like the moving target of of what was going on with COVID was, it was always hard to keep up to. So it always felt like um, something we had planned for, we had to shift again. We had to shift, we just kept having to shift. The school still wanted to go in person for the 2020 to 2021 school year. I asked, what was the hardest part of preparing for that? Well, I think it's always the unknown because we're, so we're planning for what the guidance was at the time. And so you can do all that planning, and then when the year starts, guidance shifted. So 
you know, part of what we were trying to do was to provide an experience for kids in person who felt comfortable to be here and to also be able to allow for students to maintain an educational experience if they weren't able to come to school. Um, I think the planning that we did over the summer really was ahead of the game in many respects to schools around us. Because we had done so much planning, we could have a process where kids and parents could say, yes, my kid, I've, done, I've asked all these questions, they're ready to go to school. And then what if they get to school? Then we had a process for that. What if a kid then uh, tested positive? and they were here what day how do we contact trace what communication goes out to parents what communication goes out to the student so all of those systems just were constantly flowing every day um, the amount of work and effort that went into that that's kind of people don't really understand and know that because it was so much behind the scenes but that's what allowed us to continue to put make enough space in the building think about all the different spaces we had to create the contact tracing where you had to ID in, those were all new systems that we never had. So that that just was, um, it was a lot of work, but I was just so pleased that kids could be in the building. How'd you feel about your staff? How'd you feel about <clears throat> how they handled all those changes? Well, I think that's the one thing I was, I, I was gonna say. I, I think the thing that we learned about all of this is that how resilient people are. Um, and I think our school has always been um, about relationships and so I think all of us you know everybody handled it differently you know you just you you really don't know what's going on in individual um, you know lives of students and staff so it was really just understanding each story of how we needed to help support a teacher um, or a staff you know faculty and staff and then just working through the best we could to help make sure that um, they could be their best while New Trier planned for everything they could, due to positivity rates in the area, they had to shut down their in-person hybrid learning after just a week in October of 2020. Here's how it felt to school administrators such as Ms. Dubravic. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's like anything, it's like, okay, here we are back again, right? I, you know, I think for me personally, I, it, it, it was like just maddening because, you know, when you, when you start doing all this bouncing back, you know, I think all of us work very well when things are consistent and, and you can predict them. And so when that happened, it was, I hope we're not going to go into another year where this is going to be in and out, in and out. Um, although we only really had that once in March, but that, that was my worry was, is this, you know, is, is the positivity rate going to go down, right? When, when, you know, there were talks of the vaccine and that. So, you know, and then you have to take a step back and just, what can I control? What can I control? But how did the school know when it was safe to open its doors again? Yeah, so we put together a, um, a committee that was looking at um, metrics. So we, we talked about each, we meet each week. We still do meet, but it's every other week. And this group really looked at metrics. What's going on in the building? You know, how are, how are things going? Are kids going in the spaces? Are they wearing masks? You know, all those things. So that committee continued to meet even when we shut down. And then we really talked about the metrics that we're looking for. And so on our, we had a dashboard that we put on the website. And so part of that group, and we have um, a couple of physicians, you know, that work in disease and help guide us to think about what do we need to consider 
Um, what, you know, as, as a community, we would see lower here, higher elsewhere. We were also monitoring our entire staff and their zip codes. So we knew the positivity rate where our staff was coming from. And so we were kind of going back and forth between those. Um, and so I think that, that those discussions helped us feel better about what decisions we were making. I asked her how everything else in the school year went after they figured out that first problem, if it was challenging or if it was pretty smooth sailing. Um, I felt really good about getting back kids back in here in November and then just going through the year. Because what happened is we were able to do, um, our athletic department was phenomenal, right? We were switching, we were moving, we had a four season. Um, I just wanted kids to have a sense of some type of school that they could connect to. And whether that's the homework, being in the building, um, being in a play or a sports team. And we worked really, really hard to provide those experiences as best we could for kids. Prom, graduation, you know, we were always looking to try and make sure that um, if we bring, you know, just don't say, oh, we're not going to be able to do it because it's too difficult. Like, what can we do? What do we need to do? And if we can, let's get it done. To cap off the year last year, Nutria was able to have an in-person graduation at Soldier Field for its class of 2021 seniors. You know, we we had contracts already with, um, it used to be called the Sears Center, um, now it's called the Now Center out in Hoffman Estates. And so we called them and they weren't doing any um, uh, at the time. And so instead of just waiting up until the last minute, we really wanted to get a definitive. And we had <clears throat> two places that were gonna allow us to um, do that. Sears sent, or the, the Bears had reached out, um, and it's the city of Chicago. You know, they had been down with not being able to have concerts and things, and so they were looking for ways to help high schools have a ceremony. So I think I was the first to actually sign with them a contract. Um, and then they ended up having, I want to say, 30 some ceremonies there. But I just jumped on it because. Um, Rain or shine, if we can get all of our kids together for the first time, I really wanted to do it. I'm so glad that we were able to do it there. It was a wonderful experience. And I think one thing we could give our, our seniors um, is that opportunity to all be together. It's the only time. That graduation turned out to be a great way to end such an unnatural year. I'd like to extend a thank you to Principal Dubravic for appearing in this episode. You'll hear more from her in our fifth episode. Also, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking to Dave Conway, Director of Nutrier Physical Plant Services and Construction Projects. He has a lot of interesting information about how they were able to deal with COVID-19, with PPS, and all the different construction projects going on at Nutrier. Thanks, guys, and see you on the next one.